Psalm 34 tonight, if you didn't bring a Bible, hold up your hand, we have extra Bibles, we'd be glad to let you use one, hold up your hand, use one of ours, find the book of Psalms, the 34th song, and uh, let's continue tonight in some things we've been on for a few weeks now. Anybody know what we've been talking about? Hmm? (laughs) That God is... Good. Hmm. And if somebody says, I know that, then we can say, not like you need to. Not like you can. No, no. Uh, the further I go, the more I see how little we know. I, I got a revelation tonight about how little we know about sowing and reaping. It's no wonder the Lord told us to camp on this. Hmm. We got some work to do on this. Will y'all believe with me on it? Yeah. It's uh, it's the key to our future and us doing all that we're called to. And it's a completely different way of living. Hmm. It's such a need on it. I'm pulled to just stay on it right now, but I. I think we need to move along. We'll see. I'll I'll change in mid-sentence if we need to. But uh, God is good. good. And he's provided a good way for us to function and come out. And uh, God has delivered us from being beggars. Way too much begging. You know, parents, don't let your kids beg. They come in and grab you. Please, please, boy, say, quit that, boy, quit that. Stand up. Don't do that. Religion has taught people to be beggars. Come before the throne and please, oh, please, God, please, 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 if you could just some way, somehow. God didn't tell you to beg. He told you to come boldly before the throne of grace and believe him. Right? Religion has made men beggars. You need to throw it off. And I need to throw it off. We're not beggars and we don't let people beg us. Begging does not move God. God's not moved by begging. He's not moved by needs. He responds to faith. You should be the same way. I said you should be the same way. I should be the same way. We should be like our Father. We don't respond to begging. We don't respond to pressure. Hmm? (laughs) I've had a few times people in business try to do that. They thought they don't work, you know, well, they're going to get tough with me. They're going to pressure me. They didn't know, but boy, that was the bad thing to do because now I'm like a turtle. I'm going to go, I'm going to back up. (laughs) I got to hear from God now, right? Why? Because I can't respond to that pressure. If I'm led by pressure, I'm not led by the Holy Ghost. If I'm led by needs, I'm not led by the Holy Ghost. You're not supposed to be led by opportunities or needs or desires or pressure. But led by the Spirit of God independently. 
of these things, which is why we should not be led externally at all, but led internally. Psalm 34, are you there? Are you believing God with me tonight? I I wish you would. (laughs) We better pray some more. I know you are. Psalm 34. Father, we thank you so much for every good thing you've done for us. That we enjoy your goodness and your presence. Thank you that we have this opportunity to come together and be together with your spirit and hear your words and see your good and rich things. Lord, we're believing together. Our eyes are on you, asking you for the, the perfect thing for right now and showing us how to hear it and see it and do it and put it into practice. And we will, by your grace, be doers, and we know we will be blessed as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Just, just close your eyes and lift your hands. Pray in the Spirit a little bit right now. Just... Kotolo oj name dovelem blas non fon parem prasnama. Ev damanonons gondelem omblenj non vaya de manchnachia tafeta. Vobelem blaz non fon tamparem brangong jodo, jodo, joladora, eflemanda gangsta. Of la monde bonien de mich don per empres non chico de valembre nije. O Arabon, Salamon, Salambi, Selanonje, Selanonte, Selondongre, Selagreso, Seladonrujdo, Stelan Comaro, Stelan Bramisi, Stelan Manunjo, Stelan Godofe. Stelo godove non gambe do non gino non dino no scotte oce. Oh, we may rembrace non fondo bala brombe de ginjini en de gauche doge la vode bambra en di beniende le mocombo gondu gino no tashte. Nez don de gonale plein von de gong diana mongjari. Afa non gong de on gong de o gong de on nande o doce. Seiste. Hafele blaze was over and bamba de vambi livlemba de vam in Christ de angade and unglong de young domoshishate like dachi. Hesati. Hedachi. Selegi. Hallelujah. Pray this out loud, would you? Pray this out loud. Father God, give me, give us this church inside these walls. Beyond these walls, grant us revelation, understanding, light of seed and sowing and reaping far beyond where we are now. And we'll not just be hearers, but by your grace, we will be doers. Of your word, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. His word does not return void. It'll prosper in what he sent it to do.
Amen. Psalm, song 34. Thank you, Lord. Song 34, verse 1. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Then that'd make you fear less after that. You have, you have no fear left. All your fears. They looked to him and were lightened. Their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried. And the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Like we said, there must be poor troubles. Right? At least part of them had to be poor troubles. Or he wouldn't have just said poor man. Right? Can the Lord deliver you out of all money troubles? Yes. All poor problems? Yes. Hmm? Problems that are a result of being poor. Yes. Problems that are a result of not having adequate funds. Can you have problems as a result of insufficient funds? Yes. <laughs> Some of you are laughing. Like you know exactly what <laughs> you, you have revelation about, experience about it. <laughs> what if you're really in a bad way? How can you come out? Huh? What should you be thinking? Trying to get somebody to help you? Huh? Oh, if somebody just help me. Oh, if somebody to help me. Somebody's got to help me. Oh, help me. See, there was a time we thought that was preaching. Oh, we were sure it was prayer. Oh, Lord. If you just help. Oh, help us, Jesus. Help us. Oh, if you'd help us. Oh, help us. Help us. Help us. You're a beggar. You're a beggar. And if you're a beggar, you're not a believer. Well, I need help. I understand. It's okay to ask for help. But once you ask, whatever you ask, you need to believe you receive it. Right? Believe He's granted you your request. (laughs) If you could see some of the looks. You're making fun of praying. No, I'm making fun of people being ignorant about the word. I was. That's not the word. That's not real praying. It's religion. 
There's people playing church. I've done it too. And it didn't work for me either. <laughs> won't you help us? Oh, won't you help us? Won't you help? If y'all don't help us, I don't know that we'll be able to open the doors next Sunday. Oh, could you help us? If you don't help us, I don't know what's going to happen. Then the people are your Savior. They are your provider. They are your source. And what you're saying is, if you don't come through for me, I'm not going to make it. Hmm? I hate to ask you. (laughs) Why do you hate to ask? Because something in you is telling you, you shouldn't be asking. You don't have to ask. this poor man cried how many know what the Lord did for him from other scripture that we have gave him seed how did he get him out of this, this situation? We just read. God ministers seed to the sower. And he multiplies seed. So he gives you the starter seed. Right? And if you'll sow it, he'll multiply it. Then it's up to you how much of your harvest you eat or you sow. And when you got the least... It's when you're so tempted to eat it all. And it's when it's so critical that you don't. If you'd get a heart to sow. And just sow and sow and sow. After a while your harvest is going to be so big. That your eating doesn't even put a dent in it. When I say you're eating, I'm not just talking about your grocery. I'm talking about what it takes to sustain you and run your household and run your family. Your harvest can be so big that that doesn't even dent it. How can you get there? Esteeming your seed. Esteeming a small seed. Right? And making the right decision week to week and month to month as your harvest come in. The poor man cried. And the Lord said, I'm sorry. But it's not always God's will for everybody to be rich. Some people, it's God's will to be poor. Why do millions of Christians believe that then? They get mad at you about it. People like believing that I'm poor and you owe me something. Don't they? People, people don't want to change. Many, many people, they don't want to change. You're, you're well off and what they like to believe is, hey, God blessed you and you're better off than me. 
So because of that, you owe me. Because if God had blessed me, then things would have been turned around. But this was my lot in life. And so you ought to feel sorry for me and help me. Really, basically, you owe me. You owe me. Let me give you this statement the Lord gave me years ago. I wrote it down. You can't be gracious to one who feels you owe them. You cannot be gracious to someone who feels you owe them. Now, this is another way of saying scripture. How many remember the Lord, uh, the, the, the Lord talking through Paul in Romans about that if it's grace, then it's not works. And if it's works, then it's not grace. If it's works, then it was owed to you. But if it's, you didn't work for it, then it's grace. And it wasn't owed to you. That's why it's called Grace. You didn't earn it, it wasn't owed to you, you didn't deserve it, but it was given to you. But if you feel like it's owed to you, then the giver cannot be gracious to you. Because you think it's works, and you're wanting your pay, you're wanting your due. That's why when we feel the pull... We have to stop because nothing in this whole thing of God works by works. It's all by grace through faith, which means we don't owe you. God doesn't owe you. Hmm? Yeah, but I've been a good Christian. Yeah, but I've been, a, I've been to this and I've been to that. And God doesn't owe you. He loves you. He wants you to have far beyond what you could have ever earned or deserved. But you won't get it by thinking you owe me, pay me what you owe me. How can you tell if somebody knows it's by grace? Thankful. Thankful. Genuinely. Thankful. Hmm. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we're grateful. We're thankful. Uh, husbands, what does your wife owe you? Hmm? Does she owe you some cooked meals? Hmm? Well, she's supposed to. She's supposed to have dinner. So where's that scripture at? I worked hard all day, and by golly, she owes, she better have dinner on the table. She owes me that much. She can't be gracious to you. 
She can't give you anything. Because you're demanding everything as payment. So there can't be any gifts here. Are y'all with me? Wives, what does your husband owe you? He owes me some time. I've given him the best years of my life. This is the least he could do for me. What are you saying? You're saying, he, you owe me. You owe me this. They can't be gracious to you then. You feel you deserve it. Which means the previous things you're talking about, you didn't give them to them. You want your pay. I gave you the best years of my life. Now you owe me. No, you just got through saying we owe you. So you didn't give it. If it's a gift, no payment is required. Right? I've served this company for 20 years. They owe me. Then you're not in faith. Watch out for these words, friend. They owe me. I was there for you. You owe me this. Never say those words. Because that means you're looking to them as your source, as your provider on this thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're either begging or trying to put pressure. Both of them are wrong. Look up to your God. Say, Lord, use whoever you want to. But I'm not bothering them. If you don't deal with them, I'm not going to bother them. Right? But I got my eyes on you. I got my eyes on you. Phyllis and I were in Ramah. And uh, needed everything. Financially and materially. Learning how to believe God. We had... Uh, claimed something financially and we needed it like two weeks ago and I came in after school and work and 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 Phyllis we were talking about it and she said well you know wonder what's going on you know where's our where's our money we need it we needed it two weeks ago and uh, I said well I don't know everything I said, I know this, God uses people. And anytime you got people involved, you got potential problems. <laughs> because people don't always obey God. And they don't have to. She looked at me with a concerned look. I said, but I know this. God is faithful. And no matter who he has to use. If the first person he deals with doesn't do it, he'll deal with somebody else. And if they don't do it, he'll deal with somebody else. And if they don't do it, if he has to go through a hundred people, he will do it. I said, if God has to get a dog to bring it up here in a little paper sack and sit on the porch, he'll do it. He's done that kind of thing before. I said, you know, talking about people hearing from God and obeying, I said, so-and-so, I mentioned a, 
a man's name who was an internationally known minister uh, that we had not had any personal time with and that we respected. And I said, even if God has to use him, there's somebody like him that can hear from God because we were feeding on their material. I said, he'll do it. The end of that week, two days later, this man finds me. This man finds me. And brings me money and puts money in my hand. I know I looked foolish. I was like, <laughs> I, I was just, I was just listening to your tape. <laughs> he said, "Well, the Lord sent me here to give you this money." I thought, "Okay, thank you." He smiled, walked away, and. And as he's walking away, the Lord spoke to me. He said, what you said about me is true. I will use whoever I have to use. I'm faithful. Then that means I never have to beg. Right? I never have to beg. Because God knows how to do it. Most people don't live this way. You do understand this. Most Christians do not live this way. A huge number of folks in word and faith churches don't live this way. They believe it on paper, but they don't. When it comes down to them needing something, here's how you can check yourself. When you need something, what's the first thing you think about? You know the right answer tonight. I'm not talking about you knowing the right answer. I'm talking about something comes up. You need twice the money that you normally need. Something comes up. You've got to have something. What do people think? People immediately begin to think, what can I do? Who do I know? Right? Wrong. That God's changing our thinking. Our mind's getting renewed. We're getting weaned off of people. I said we're getting weaned off of people. And oh how liberating it is. Right? Because people get where they don't want to be around you. You're always hitting them up. Right? Always asking. Always needy. Wanting. Needy, needy. It's, what does it do to your self-esteem? That you're always the needy one. You always have to get, try to get people to feel sorry for you. Maybe motivate them to get them to do, to do something for you. Did God call you to live that way? Did he ordain that that be the kind of life that you operate? Well, I just was unlucky. I was just born to the wrong family and Born in the wrong side of town, and I was just, this just my life. No, 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 no. Have you been born again? Then you're in a totally new family. And in this family, we don't beg. We don't. We believe God. (laughs) We sow our way out of it. We sow our way up to it. Can you say amen? Amen. 
Thanks be unto God. Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man. Huh? That pulls on people? No, no. Huh? That, that trusts in him. There are Christians that are expert at turning on the tears and telling sad stories. We are not going to be that way. This church family. Right? Not a one of us. Going to be beggars. We're believers. And God's blessing us and is going to bless us. Until we can be used of him to do things for other people. That are believing him. Right? He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Verse 9, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lions, that's the strongest of the strong. They do lack and suffer hunger. It's not just about how strong you are and how hard you work. Well, if you'll work hard. You can do well. There are people that work hard their whole life and are broke. Work three and four jobs and break down their health. Diligence is a spiritual principle of prosperity, but it's just one of many. Hard work alone is not enough. God God didn't intend for you to work like slave labor your whole life. For what? Actually, I guess this is the message tonight. <laughs> Go to Ephesians. <laughs> well, you know, there are times where things are just so pressing that it needs to be done, dealt with right now. Right? All of it's good, all of it's important, but some things are just more pressing. This apparently is. In Ephesians 4, 27. It says, neither give place to the devil. Don't yield to him. Don't give him any place. Is yielding to depression giving place to the devil? Oh, it is. Boy, if people could only see in the spirit when they're piled up in the bed feeling sorry for themselves for three days in a row. And all they can do is think about how sad my life is and how nobody will help me and just sobbing and crying and feeling pitiful. If they could see what was laying up in the bed with them. First, they'd throw up for 30 minutes and take a shower. (laughs) Don't yield to depression. You're rubbing shoulders and getting intimate with some ugly stuff. 
The joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't give place to the devil. The enemy will come and tempt you to scheme, to lie. Well, I didn't actually lie. I just didn't tell them all. You left an impression that caused them to believe something that wasn't true. That's a lie. That's deception. It's one of the worst things you can do. The devil invented it. How did the Lord say that to me last week? Had you thought about that? The devil invented lying. Jesus said he is the father of it. What does that mean? He fathered it. There are few things more devilish than deception. God hates it. Oh, he hates it. Leaving the wrong impression. Lying, telling people you got less money than you do. So they'll give you some. Telling them things are due earlier than they are. Leaving up buying stuff and hiding it. So they don't know you got it. So they'll give you more. Do you understand? We got tongue talkers doing this kind of stuff. And wondering why they're not blessed. They're giving place to the Lord of poverty. They're giving place to the Lord of death. They're giving place to the father of lies. I've had people tell me, well, you know, Brother Keith, don't tell them all that stuff's paid for. They won't give. Don't, don't, you know, don't wear that nice stuff to the meeting. They'll think you don't need the money. Deception in the ministry. Trying to make out something like something's a crisis when it's not. There are people that create crisis. Crisis to crisis. Because they believe that motivates the most giving. So that ain't right. Well, it's no more right for an individual to do it than for a leader of a church to do it. We don't have different rules, all of us. Say it out loud. Don't give place to the devil. Don't give any place. What did he go on to say? Let him that stole do what? Steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands the thing which is good, so he can make a living. Hmm? Yeah, work, so you can make a living. Yeah. Like the bumper sticker, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go, I owe, I owe. Well, if you got one of those, take it off right away. He said, if you've been a thief, quit stealing and work, right? And make money so you can make a living. Huh? Are y'all going to help me with this? Work, so why? 
Read it. Read it. Work so why? Let him work. Labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give. God never intended that your job be your source. It is to be a channel for seed. And yet we got all kind of Christians, they're talking all the time, we can't afford this, we can't afford that, we can't afford that, we can't afford to have that, we can't afford to live in that kind of place, we can't afford to have that kind of car, we can't afford it. Why can't you afford it? Why? What determines what you can afford? Well, we don't make enough. Then your job is your source. You don't live by sowing and reaping. Your job is your source. You are limited to what you can produce with your hands and with your head. But according to this, we're to work so we can get something to give. And so then our life is not limited to our work and our pay, but we're living off our harvest. Of what we've sown. Can you say amen? Amen. Glory to God. That he may give to him that needs. This has begun in this church. It has. We've had some of it. It's a good start. It's, it's, you know, we talked uh, last week about the goodness of God. That's what draws men to repentance. That's what leads men to repentance. And we've seen it every, not a week goes by that the Lord doesn't allow us to do something for somebody. And sometimes, sometimes it's not even that much money. But people just go on and on and on about how good God is. How good God is. They're seeing the goodness of God. How can we do more good works? How can we expand and increase? I studied about good works uh, today. And if 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 you've looked at that, I'm telling you there's scriptures everywhere about you and me doing good works. Right? You're in Ephesians, just back up to the second chapter. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2 and verse uh, 7. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Of his what? Of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's given to us by his grace. We receive it through our faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the what? It is the gift. 
Gift. Gift. What does that mean? We, we didn't earn it. It's not owed to us. We don't deserve it. It's a gift. Verse 9, what does it say? Not of works, lest any man should boast. God's blessed us in just a few years, hasn't he? Somebody was talking to Phyllis the other day and uh, wanting to know if we'd like some help paying off our church. And uh, she said, well, thank you, but it's already paid for. And they were shocked. They said, you've only been there for, what, four years, three or four years? Yep. That's a good testimony. That's a good witness. Isn't it? But did it happen because we begged? Or because we worked so hard? We deserved it. We earned it. We worked so hard. No, no, no. It's because God is good. He's gracious. But we believe in His goodness. We believe He is just that good to us that He'd do tremendous things for us that we didn't deserve at all. We believe it. And we receive it. But if we ever start taking credit for it, We ever start leaving the impression it's because we were so smart and we were so shrewd and we worked so hard and we prayed so hard and we did this so hard, then it's going to stop. And you'll go backwards and you'll go down because you're trying to leave the impression it's because of our works. And it's not. I said it's not. I've had people tell me more than once, well, y'all deserve it. I don't like that. I want to just stop people right there and correct them. But most of the time, it's not where you can properly. But I don't like that word. Well, y'all deserve it. Y'all have worked hard. Y'all deserve it. No, no, no. It's not because we deserve it. It's because God is good. He's great. He's been very gracious to us. He's done far beyond what we've ever thought or deserved. Right? He didn't owe it to us any more than he owed it to any of his other people. He's just gracious. He's looking for somebody that will believe it's by grace and not take credit for the works. Can you say amen? Amen. Not of works, lest any man should boast. Verse 10, get this now. For we are his work, his what? We are His work, created in Christ Jesus unto what? Good works. We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works, unto good works. Why were you born again? According to this verse, to do good works. Is God good? What is good? Remember the definition of good? Let me read it to you again. Good literally means pleasant. Are we supposed to be doing pleasant works? 
beautiful works, excellent works, rich, prosperous works, appropriate works, beneficial works, happy works, honest and honorable and right and well works. Are we supposed to be doing this? We are at the threshold of a great increase in good works. Are you with me? I said we are at a threshold of a great increase of good works. In order to do good works, you've got to have good. You've got to have the good to do the good work with. You've got to have the faith. You've got to have the love. You've got to have the knowledge and the understanding. And you've got to have the money. Lots and lots of money. And it's no wonder the devil has worked overtime getting millions of Christians to believe God didn't want them to have much money because he is completely opposed to good works. And without the goods, remember we said they don't call them bads. Without the goods, how can you do all the good works? God has churches for us to build. Y'all going to help me with this tonight? Hmm? God has lands for us to buy, not for ourselves. Hmm? Buildings for us to build, not of our own. Hmm? People to help. Machinery, transportation equipment. Can you say amen? Things for us to do. Things for us to do. Now, this, this is the principle that I was seeing this afternoon. Have you got time for me to share it with you? Uh, let, me, let me read this, this verse to you in another translation before we leave it. He said, uh, we're his workmanship, his works, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. God didn't call us just to be saved and sit on a pew. He called us to work, doing good stuff. And if we're not doing it, then we're not doing what we're created to do, which would explain why people are miserable and so unsatisfied and so unfulfilled. No amount of money, personal money or personal stuff can satisfy this. No amount of popularity or success in the world. If you're a Christian, you've got to do some good works in the kingdom of God to be satisfied. you got to. And the churches have been set up all wrong. You've had the pastors or their associates or a handful of people. They're supposed to do all the good works. And the whole congregation just comes and sings and sits and might put a dollar in the plate and goes home. Well, we're just good Christian people. Living our life, doing the best we can. No, no. We're all supposed to be doing good works. 
doing good works. And there are all kind of works. Good works to be done. Some of them seem so simple and seem so small. But they're huge. They're huge to the people that need it. And it's a way for people to see Jesus. And to see the goodness of God. That will reach inside them. More than people trying to push it down their throat and preach at them will. Good works. We're gearing up for a, a, a powerful evangelistic outreach. But it's not like many have thought. What draws men to repentance? Huh? Seeing, experiencing, hearing, receiving the goodness. The goodness of God. Our good works must increase. They must multiply. Which means we've got to have thousands more people doing them. Thousands more must be doing the good works. On the service teams. You could call them good works teams. And there there are to be new teams. And advancement and development of other teams. But good works, good works, good works, good works. Somebody say good works. Good works. Somebody say, well, I'd like to be involved, but I just don't have any time. Why don't you have time? A lot of it has to do with prosperity. If you had enough money, you'd have more time. Hmm? Instead of working 60 hours, you could work 15 hours. And make twice the money you were making working 60. Is that a hard thing for the Lord? No. Would that stump Him? No. Would it be against His will? No. That you really, really had it on your heart, you want to do more work in the kingdom of God, instead of, you know, just working, working, working for a living all the time, would God hook up with you on that? Yes. Or would he say, no, 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 I'm sorry. But I would rather you work 60 hours a week and barely pay your bills than to have plenty of money and give me all that time in the kingdom. I don't think so. I don't think so. Say it out loud. Work less. Have more money. Less work. More money. money. Say it again. Less work. work. More money. money. Lot less work. Lot Lot more money. money. Can God do it? It's His will. It's His plan. He he needs you freed up. He needs you able to to give more time, more, more input, more service to the kingdom. Don't say you can't. Say, I will. Don't say, I wish I could. Say, I will. I will. How are you going to get there? 
<laughs> won't have to beg anybody. Won't have to ask anybody for anything. I, I can sow my way to it. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about a theory now. Phyllis and I have been living this way for decades now. There was a time when we worked and held multiple jobs and did everything we knew and and still didn't have enough to pay our bills. And the Lord dealt with me to do things for him and I thought, how can I? But it's just fear that holds you back. It's just unbelief. And now for many years we've been given all of our time to kingdom service. And I'm glad because this life is going to soon be over. And things that were just done in the natural only go so far. But anything that was done for kingdom service lasts forever. Glory to God. Where are you? Look in the sixth chapter of Ephesians before we go anywhere else. See this principle. What are we called to do? Good works. Do you have to have good to do the good works with? Both spiritually and and naturally. I was going to read to you the uh, amplified version of that. Where, where is that? Somebody got amplified? Let me read that before we go further. Ephesians 2 and 10. He said, excuse me, 2.10. He said, we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. This is our future. This is, this is our predestination to do good works. We'll never be satisfied if we don't do them. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them. Then the Amplified goes on and says, living the good life. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live now, now we've shouted about that before, but I want you to stop and tell me which came first. Good works, good works or good life? Good works. Good works. Why? Well, Ephesians 6. The principle. Ephesians 6. And verse 6, he talked about uh, doing what you do as unto Christ in verse 5. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service. That's where I got the word for service teams. Doing service, how? As to the Lord. And not to men. This is where the excellence comes from. 
This is, this is what causes people to do beyond what is the minimum required and do the very best and do the excellent. Why? Because you, even though you love the people, you're not just doing it for them. We, we've had, and it's just music to my ears, you know that, uh, our guests, our guest ministers, and so many people that have come through, and they just go on and on and go, man, you people did this, and they did that, and man, that's some of the best this I ever had, and some of the best this I ever experienced, and some of the best, and, I, and they say, when they look, they look at me to say something, I say, well, it's their ministry. They do it to the Lord. Amen. Am I right? It's their ministry. And, and sometimes I say this. They take their ministry seriously. Absolutely. This is their service unto the Lord. They're not just doing this trying to be a good person. This is their service unto the Lord. Now keep reading. With goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Verse 8. What? Get this principle. Know this. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth. Oh, get this, get this, get this. What happens next? The same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. What is this principle? (laughs) Now I can see why the Lord didn't release himself of this in the front of the service. Because it's where you wind up anyway. (laughs) I didn't see that until just right now. but I mean, I knew it was sowing and reaping, but not like this. (sighs) Hold your place there and go to Matthew. Hold your place in Ephesians. Go to Matthew 7. Seven and twelve. Well, let me back up. Verse eleven. Matthew seven eleven. If you then be an evil, know how to give what? Good gifts unto your children. How much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things, good things to them that ask him? Verse 12, therefore, now just stop right here. What were we talking about? Good gifts, good things. We got a good God. His will is good. He's good and doeth good. The psalmist, the one translation says, he does only good. Verse 12 says, therefore, what therefore? Good gifts, good things, therefore all things. What kind of things? All. Yeah, got to refer to the previous stuff. All the good things. Whatsoever that you would that men should do to you, believe for them and confess them. Huh? And confess them and confess them and confess them and believe for them. And confess them, somebody's going to give me a new car, 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 I'm going to get my new house, I'm going to get my new house. (laughs) 
What are, what are they talking about? You're talking about a harvest. <laughs> so all things, whatever you would that men should do for you, what does it say? Do ye even so to them, for this is the law and the prophets. This sums the whole thing up. I, th- I think church tradition has hindered us on this because we've tagged it and called it the golden rule and taught it in Sunday school and act like it's just a simple basic thing that you learn as a kid. No, no, it is the kingdom principle. It's how everything works. Our good life is inseparable from our good works. I I do not believe that Phyllis and I would have what we have and enjoy what we enjoy if we weren't doing what we're doing. Do you see this now? Do you hear that? Why should the Lord support you so that you don't have to work 60 hours to pay your your electric bill? Why should he cause enough resources to come in to where you're freed up and you can do whatever you choose to do in the day? Why would he be interested in helping you with that? Just so you can watch more TV? Huh? So you can lay around the house? Get fat? (laughs) No, for what? So you can do good works. Well, what if you're not doing any good works with what you got right now? (laughs) Then why would he need to give you more resources? You're not doing anything with what you have. What kind of message is this tonight? I know in the healing ministry, I uh, early on saw that it's the anointing that does the job. Stronger the anointing, more results. Weaker the anointing, less results. So I began to seek the Lord earnestly, Lord. Give me more anointing. Give me a stronger anointing. Lord, I want more, you know, when I minister to people, a stronger anointing. Please, a stronger anointing. A stronger anointing. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, faithfulness. Faithfulness. I thought, well, Lord, I'm sure that's good, but (laughs) we need a stronger anointing today. Faithfulness. And then, I don't mean to heard a voice, but the Lord spoke to my heart. He said this to me. I wrote it down. He said, son, all of my children receive an anointing when they're filled with the Spirit. Is that true? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. He said, all of my children receive power. An anointing. Now we're, we, know, we know you got the Holy Ghost in you in the new birth, but we're talking about an anointing upon you yeah. for service. Yeah. 
You'll receive power after the Holy Ghost has come on you. And then what will happen? You'll be witnesses. You'll have power to be the kind of witness in your life of the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. And he went on to say this. He said, many of them have done nothing with that anointing. Why would they need more? You don't need more to do nothing with. It's when you're doing everything you can with what you've got. And it's obvious if you had more, you'd do more. That's when you get added to. That's when you get increased. Oh, Lord, help us to get this. Help us to get this. Help, pray in the Spirit a little bit. Help us to get this, Lord. Help us to get this. Help us to get this in the church. It hasn't. It hasn't been preached enough. It hasn't been taught enough. I see it. I see it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, that's why I told you to teach on seed and sowing. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because it's not just your little offering in your hand. Your whole life is a seed. Your whole life is a seed. Every hour of your time is a seed. Every moment of your energy and your effort is a seed. When it's given, not because somebody feels like you owe it to them or they deserve it or it's expected of you or you feel guilty about it and you think you ought to do it. No, it's a gift. It's a gift. And when you sow it in faith, and love, it's going to germinate. It's going to grow up. It's going to produce. It's going to reproduce and multiply. Glory to God. Glory to God. God's plan for us is growth, increase, multiplication. Can you say amen? Oh, thank you, Master. Thank you, Master. Can you tell that we're on something big here? We're, can, can you sense it in your spirit? Say it out loud. Good works. Say it again. Good works. Why were you born again? Why was I born again? Why were we recreated in Christ Jesus? To do good works. Good works. Good works. Our good works don't save us. We were saved so we could do the good works. Hallelujah. Then then everything in your life takes on different significance. Right? Why you need all that time? Why you need all that money? Why you need all those houses? Why you need all that stuff? To do good works. To do more. Can you say amen? 
Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, I'm excited about this word supply. Because now, everything in that area is a seed. Is 100% seed. Glory to God. And so everything that everybody sows into that area is all their seed. And everything we're sowing is all our seed. It's all seed. Glory to God. And I just believe enough in the principles of God to just not have one fear, but that we will have way, way more than enough. Don't you believe the same? Back to Ephesians 6. Look, let's, let's go over this principle again. I'm thinking about closing. But if I think too much about it, then I won't do what I'm supposed to be doing at the moment, right? So can't be distracted. Ephesians 6. Are you, are you back there? Glory to God. Somebody say glory to God. 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 Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm just not done. Uh, so if you're tired and you need to go, I won't be offended. I won't be upset if you need to go. It's all right. But uh, I, I feel like I need to go a few minutes longer. Ephesians 6, are you there? Get this principle. Knowing, Ephesians 6, 8. Knowing, not thinking Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, what will happen? You do good things for others. What, what can you know? Huh? You are going to receive the same thing back from and of the Lord. Right? No matter your place in life. Is it a fact? What if you help somebody get in their dream home? (laughs) Even if your seed wasn't that big amount-wise, but it was big to you. And you sowed it with with, with a heart of love and faith. And it might have been a lot of other people that were involved in it too, so that your amount wasn't the biggest. It was all, you know, mixed up in the rest. But... You did help them get in their dream home. (laughs) According to this verse. Oh, come on, somebody, somebody. According to this verse. You will receive the same thing from the Lord. What if somebody was hurting and behind? You help them get caught up. 
You helped them get out of debt. The same thing is coming to you. Right? You're a friend for somebody. You were there. You helped them pray. You stood with them when other people wrote them off. Whatever you need in these areas, the Lord's going to see to it that the same kind of help comes to you. Wouldn't it be wise to be doing good works (laughs) all the time? Helping somebody all the time? You could almost do it for selfish reasons. But, no. (laughs) I'm just saying if you believed in the principles of God, but no, in your heart you'd do it whether you had benefit from it or not. Right? Just because you love God, you love people. Right? But, knowing, know this, that whatever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive from the Lord. Go to Proverbs quickly. Let me give you three or four of these. We'll just read them. But this will establish this truth in, in our hearts. Proverbs 11. Proverbs 11 and 27. It says, He that diligently seeks what? Good. What is, when, you think, when you hear diligent, what do you think? I think work. When I hear diligent, work. Diligently what? Seeking good does what? Procures favor but he that seeks mischief it shall come on him the NIV says he who seeks good finds goodwill the words favor but evil comes to him who searches for it if you search for good you find favor if you search for evil it will find you The New Living said. Is there a principle here? Go to the 13th chapter. When you're doing good for somebody, what did it say is happening? You are procuring. You're getting allotted to you and assigned to you favor. You do good for somebody and then you go somewhere else and show up and they just like you and don't know why. And want to do something for you and they don't know why. But but now get this, it's not just because you confessed I have favor with God and man 12 times. See, confession and faith has been separated from this. And it was never intended to be. Matthew 7, 12, it said, all things, and he was talking about good things. Whatever you would that men should do for you, do what? Confess that it'll happen? No, he didn't say that. He said, do that for them. Yeah, confess it. But after you, that I'm going to have mine. Right? I help the church get paid off. 
So I'm confessing that all my stuff's paid off. I helped my brother and sister pay their car off and get a better car. So I'm confessing I have a better car coming. Then it's not just empty confessions. You got seed in the ground. You got you speaking over your seed. Oh, can you see this? Glory to God. Glory to God. Don't confess over an empty hand. Don't confess over an empty hand. Confess over your seed song. This is different than I thought it would be tonight. Proverbs 13. And... 21, evil pursues sinners. Why? They do evil, right? They do evil. They sow evil. That's right. They're seeking for evil. They're working to get and do evil. So what? Evil is coming to them. This is a spiritual law, right? Spiritual law. But, but, to the righteous, good shall be repaid or recompensed. It comes back. Can you say amen? Amen. Now keep reading. We've pulled this next verse out of of this setting, but look look how it all works together. The, The next verse says what? A what kind of man? It's so much somebody who's doing good. Yes. Leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Why? He was doing good. He was doing good, doing good, doing good, doing good, and now good has come and found him. And so much good has come on him, he didn't use it all up in his life. His children and his children's children have an inheritance. They're reaping off of the good works of grandpa and grandma. It didn't save grandpa and grandma and it won't save them. But it sure is enjoyable. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Amen. Go over to Ecclesiastes, the second chapter. We've quoted some of these, but I don't know if we've kept them in their context. Ecclesiastes 2. Ecclesiastes 2 and 26. 226, Ecclesiastes. For God gives to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. Mm, Glory to God. Does it make you want to stir up and do some more good? But to the sinner... He gives travail 
What's the sinner seeking? And sowing. So that's what he's going to reap. He sowed the wind and reaped the whirlwind. That's the wind multiplied. Everything you sow is going to come back multiplied. Good or bad. But to the sinner he gives travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. Who's going to get all of this? That the sinners, now you know, we've talked about it, we've shouted about it, but we haven't seen this. We haven't seen this. Little pieces here and there, but it's the Word. I said it's the Word. But did He say it would come on you just because you were making confessions? Put all the Scriptures together. Who would even need all these resources? Hmm? Not just so you can have five huge accounts and go around and give your testimony of how God blessed you. Why, why would you need these kind of resources? If you had them, if you had an extra 20 billion, who would you give it to? Who? But I just divide it equally. You better not. No. You know who you already so you ought to start looking. Who is already doing something? Who is doing everything they can with what they've got right now? That's the people you invest into. Not the people sitting around mad because nobody will support them. You'd be foolish to put your money in there. It's the people that are thankful, that are pumped, that didn't feel like you owe them a thing, that's not asking you for anything. Oh, come on, come on. Is it true? But they're just working, 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 working. They're helping people and helping people and helping people and doing everything they can with what they've got. That's the ones. That's the ones. Now, here's the next step. Are you one of those? There's no good to confess about all this wealth coming to you and all the big stuff. I mean, that's just pie in the sky unless this is anchored in you. Somebody say good works. Good works. Good works. I was made. I was born again to do them. To do the good works. Stand up on your feet. Oh, hallelujah. Just keep saying it and praising God. Good works. Good works. Lots of good works. More good works. Oh, hoteshni. Oh, phonomambri. Lots of good works. Lots of good works. Lots of good works. Go ahead and play. Lots of good works. Lots of good works. More good works. More good works. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's praise Him a little while. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Yeah, let's give him some thanks. Let's be thankful. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for all you've done, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on, praise him a little more. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. 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 Lord, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, praise you, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory, oh, thank you, 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 hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray this out loud if you mean it. If you don't, then just don't say it. Father God, I worship you. You are my God. I'm not my own, Lord. I've been bought with a price. I belong to you. Spirit, soul, body, and everything under my hand. Forgive me for wasting resources, not esteeming seed, time seed, material seed, opportunities. Forgive me for not utilizing 
are making the most. Show me how. I ask you to loosen up more time, more opportunity, more resources so that I can serve you more fully so that I can be involved in more good works. In the name of Jesus, I ask for it. I'm serious about it. And as you do it for me, I'll not fill it up with foolish, frivolous stuff. But by your grace, I'll apply myself. I'll give myself. I'll be addicted to the ministry of the saints. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, no honte. Many months for Mary, baby. Person after person. Family after family. Church after church. Ministry after ministry. Goes away. And stops. And says, that's all, that's all I want to give. That's all of my life I want taken up with this. And so they get comfortable. And they're satisfied. And they want to retain my life. My life. Well, I have to have space for myself. I have to have room and time for my own life. That's not what the Word says. The Word says if you seek to keep your own life and to find it, you'll lose it. But if you lose it, if you're willing to spend it all (laughs) for the Lord, for the kingdom, for the gospel's sake, then you'll find it. And you'll find it in life eternal. And you'll find it in life multiplied. And you'll find it in good multiplied. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Come on, let's praise Him some more. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Oh, thank you, 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 hallelujah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Something's going on, can you tell it? Something's going on. 
Christianity is not a side thing. Something you do for a couple hours here and there. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. Oh, hallelujah. Don't be surprised if you find yourself doing more praying in these days. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, the time is shorter than we thought. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Toven and Nasan and Goj and Eved and Amal of Lemondi Banisi. Perilous times. Perilous times. Oshan de Vene Golong de Vanasan and Dalev Lemendi Vedeci. We need to work while we have the light. Work while we have the opportunity. Work while we have the day. Embedigomas for the night comes when no man can work. We have a window. Window of opportunity. Lord Jesus. Managon son terra. De la vambalanta. De la nananta. Dangalantos nondo. Ve la mano noso. Eva mano noso. Rebale noson. Dale masare. O fama rote venota l'amblama na vedono. Hallelujah. I want us to sing a song. I worship you. Uh, that is what I long to do. I give you praise for you are my righteousness. But think about this. The Bible said that we were to present our bodies a living sacrifice unto God, which is our reasonable what? Other translations bring out our reasonable worship. Worship is service. Worship is not just this. I worship you that you do for a few minutes. Worship is is your life of service. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's sing it.